Now we get into a discussion around sexual harassment uh, and, and why it continues to happen. What are some of the key issues uh, around it and how can we start to address some of the deep concerns? Because of the stories that you hear, or maybe don't even bother studying uh, this particular degree and get into that particular uh, line of work because of all the stories that they hear. And it's tainting an entire profession. But we need to talk about it. Now, the Zimbabwe Media Commission has expressed deep concern over sexual harassment in the media sector. This... uh, comes not too long after uh, allegations were made uh, as well as uh, what was an audio that was circulating of uh, a ZBC uh, director uh, of radio services uh, engaging in clear sexual harassment there as well as the power uh, the power FM station manager was also fingered in sexual harassment allegations but we need to look at the source of this and really get into some of these issues so I'm joined to be I'm glad to be joined in the conversation by Kudzai uh, Muchenjekwa, who's with Gender Media Connect. Kudzi, good evening, and uh, thanks for joining us. Good evening, Gundi. Thank you very much for having me. Great to have you on the program. You know, I was just looking at um, some of the stories that we've heard in the past month, uh, not to mention the stories that we've been hearing all along about sexual harassment in uh, the media sector. Now, when you hear these issues, uh, and I mean, obviously, as Gender Media Connect, you've also been quite uh, uh, quite active and, uh, and visible in speaking out against sexual harassment. What do you make of the increasing number of cases or what do you make of, you know, the high-ranking individuals who've been, uh, you know, accused and so forth of sexual harassment? Well, uh, thank you very much, Lundi, for pointing that out. Well, you know, it has been very alarming, you know, having um, cases coming out um, of uh, this magnitude, you know, because for us, we knew um, that, you know, sexual harassment is happening, but uh, the thing now was that it was not, you know, being made, um, you know, it was not being made public by by the victims, you know. So for us, I think the first thing that we need to, and note here is that we are we are we are we are very much in support of the victims who came out who were strong enough to say you know the things that were happening um, in the closet that the rest of the world couldn't uh, see or hear about. So um, for GMC, we you know we have been training a lot of media women on sexual harassment. Uh, giving them uh, tips on how to respond to, uh, you know, issues with sexual harassment and how to deal with it when it comes to uh, management. So we we are really at that point where we are pushing so hard for us to make the media space safe, you know, for all workers, uh, regardless of uh, the gender. You know, we just want the media space to be safe for everyone. We don't want, you know, our media space to be a place where Kids who are coming from college are afraid to get in the industry because of such cases. And, you know, coming back to the uh, cases that we've uh, had uh, in the past month, you know, I, I think it's, it's very, it's very, it's very, it's sad, if I may put it that way. You know, because we've heard, uh, we're supposed to have those people in big offices being people who inspire the ones that are, 
you know, the, the, the subordinates, the people that follow them. But when things, you know, become like this, it, it becomes worrisome because now we don't know how many people have gone through that, you know, how many people have been victims of that. So for us, it, it, it's something that is really concerning, if I may put it that way on and now, you know, getting into the nitty-gritties, Kudzi, um, someone who's listening to this program right now, how can they spot uh, conduct that is sexual harassment? What is sexual harassment and what are some of the red flags that uh, we should be wary of in the workplace? Okay, so, so I, think, I think that's a very great question because a lot of people tend to ask, okay, fine, what is sexual harassment? Because they don't know the exact definition of what sexual harassment is. But then I'm just going to lay it out, you know, so that uh, people get to understand what we say when we talk about sexual harassment. So sexual harassment um, is defined as unwelcome sexual advance, right? Uh, Sexual harassment can be a suggestion of a promise of employment or promotion in return for sexual favors. That's the first point. The second one is uh, it can be a request for sexual favors in return for employment benefits or the display of sexual offense, posters, cartoons, or drawings, or any other form of verbal or physical uh, behavior that, uh, you know, the, the receipt regards as unwelcome or embarrassing. Now, what is important to understand about sexual harassment is that it is uninvited and unwanted. Whilst that, you know, can be harassment of women by men, many laws around the world, you know, which prohibit sexual harassment, recognize that both men and women may be harassed, uh, maybe harassers rather, or victims of sexual harassment. However, most claims of uh, sexual harassment are made by women. So we've got um, different uh, types of sex- sexual harassment. We've got uh, gender harassment, which is sexist, uh, uh, derogatory comments about women. Then we've got seductive behavior, repeated and unwanted sexual invitations. We've got sexual bribery, which is solic- solicitation of sexual conduct with uh, the promise of a reward, we've got sexual coercion, that is threat and intimidation, you know, and, and, and the list goes on and on because one thing that we need to take note is that sexual harassment is unwelcome sexual advance. So I can sum it up in that statement. Now, now, you know, it's always very important to get to what causes it. Uh, you know, what do you, in, in, you know, in your view, believe causes sexual harassment? What's causing so much of it uh, in our newsrooms, in the studios, in the journalist spaces and in other workplaces? Uh, and I ask that so quickly, Kudzi, because a lot of people then say, ah, eh, you get too familiar and, 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 or you put yourself in sticky situations. These are things that we've heard before. But let's get to uh, what some of the scientific causes are uh, when you look at it? What causes sexual harassment? Well, I think um, let, me, let me just clear the air on the issue of dressing, Arundi, you know, because I think many people would want to take advantage of that and say, you know, it's because of how someone is dressed and something like that. But the truth is how how I dress does not uh, give you the the, 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 the go-ahead to to, to to do sexual advances on me, right? It, it's up to you as an individual to control yourself and say, you know what, as a man, if I see uh, a woman who is dressed, uh, you know, in, 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 in a way that I, I am attracted to, I'm not supposed to then uh, go out and try to 
make an unwanted advances on her, that that is not a cause of sexual harassment. We should just clear that one out. Because if we then want to put it that way, we are trying to say, you know what, ladies, which now that's not being uh, professional. Anyone, everyone is supposed to dress the way they want, you know, um, in, in, in a workplace, as long as it, 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 it is uh, in line with what the organization says, right? So I think that's when we, we need to clear that dressing has nothing to do with, with sexual harassment. People have tried to use that for so long to, 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 to make it a cause for sexual harassment, but it's not. Right, now coming back to your question to say, what are the causes of sexual harassment? Well, the first thing that I would say, the causes of sexual harassment in the media space most most times is the issue to do with employment itself, right? Um, because we've got interns who are coming from colleges, we've got people who are applying for jobs. Those applications, they go through uh, various um, offices. And sometimes people in high office now take advantage to say, you know what, if you want to get a job, I'm supposed, you are supposed to do me a favor because I'm giving you a big favor by giving you a job, which is so wrong, if I may put it that way. So that is number one cause of, of sexual harassment. Employment in media houses. People want jobs, and now people are taking advantage of those who want jobs. So you'll find that many people who are victims of sexual harassment it's because of either they want to get a job, they want to get a promotion, or they want to be transferred, or they, they, they want something which is which is basically a, a right at a workplace. So now people are twisting that and making it, uh, you know, something they, they, they benefit from. So that is number one cause um, that, that I would like to point out, which is the major cause of sexual harassment in, um, in, in, in media houses. The second thing I think... Uh, which, which is the causes of um, sexual harassment cases is the issue to do with organizations not having policies that guide uh, employees on how to, uh, to to go on about their day-to-day business at that particular organization. So if you do not have something that is written down, Rumi, you know, you are free to do anything because you have not been trained, you have not been taught, you have not been uh, uh, given, you know, the, the guidelines as to how you're supposed to do your job. So... Having, having not something that is written down is, again, another cause because everyone or anyone is free to do whatever they want to do because... So you find, Kuti, because of that, people just continue to do whatever they want to because there's nothing that is written down. There's never been training on what sexual harassment is and stuff like that. So I, I'll just put those two as the major causes of sexual harassment. And because it sounds to me like there's there's an abuse of power. Is there something wrong with the current setup and the system? Uh, you know, the way that, you know, interns have to get authority. And so for example, you know, where there's vulnerability. Um, uh, let's look at some of those issues. What do you think can be changed? I like that you talked about uh, having uh, policies and a, a clear sexual harassment uh, document that governs everybody when they come into work. Training and so forth. Um, but 
about what else can be changed. And honestly speaking, do do we need to be trained around sexual harassment or we know that it's wrong, but we're just hoping that the perpetrators are hoping that they don't get caught. I know I've asked you a couple of questions there, so you can break them up. Maybe start <laughs> off with that with you know the issues around do we really need training? Do people really not know? Yeah, I think I think people don't know, Surundi. Um, why am I saying so? Because sexual harassment is different from uh, person to person. You know, sexual harassment is defined by the victim, right? So any act that a person is not comfortable with might be sexual harassment to them, especially if it's sexual, right? If, it, if it's physical, say, uh, whilst you're trying to help them, that is sexual harassment. And some people don't know it, to be honest. Some people do it without knowing what they are doing, right? So I believe training is very, very key when it comes to issues with sexual harassment. People should put resources in having trainings that allow them to know what sexual harassment is, how to deal with sexual harassment, and not and, and how not to be a perpetrator of sexual harassment. Because you find that many people would, or you know, the, a, a case will be reported and then it will be taken to the HR, and the person will be like, okay, fine, I didn't know that I was, I was sexually harassing this, this person, which is true because sometimes you don't know unless if you are told. That's why we're saying these trainings are very key because it trains all employees on how to respond to, to, um, to, to sexual harassment. So because, because of, of, of that, as, as GMC, we, we came up with... Um, with the three R's that we use to deal with um, to deal with uh, sexual harassment, and this is how to respond to sexual harassment. These are the three R's. The first one is to respond. That is, you make your feelings absolutely clear and firmly by telling the harasser to stop the unwelcome behavior. That is the first step that you do. Right, you respond. If someone comes to you and they act in a particular way that you're not comfortable with, you respond by telling them and being clear. Please, sir, please, madam, I don't want you to do this because I'm not comfortable with it, right? That's the first thing. The second thing is we say record, right? Keep notes of where, when, and what time uh, the incident or incidents occurred. Try to make sure that, you know, there are witnesses to the incident, right? Because what then becomes a major concern in cases to do with sexual harassment is the issue to do with evidence. If you don't have evidence, then it's hard for you to prove that you have been sexually harassed. So evidence is very, very key when it comes to issues of sexual harassment. So this is the second hour that we are uh, that, that, we, that we train people uh, on how to respond to sexual harassment. And then the third one is report, right? The incidents are you report the incidents to your supervisor or human resources department, uh, you know, should, should, should this behavior continue uh, after you've asked him or her to stop and, you know, the harassment continues, report this case with your evidence. It becomes easy, you know, for, uh, for those internal mechanisms to deal with those cases. So having trainings within organizations is very, very, very key because some people will then come to you and say, you know, I didn't know that this is sexual harassment. So we need to have training so that every employee knows what is sexual harassment, what is not sexual harassment. So we try, as GMC, we try to create a, a, a space where we give all examples or all, all scenarios where, which we can refer to as sexual harassment so that it 
in the minds of every employee in the media so that if they do A, B, or C, they know that it rings in their minds. They not. We were trained about this, and I think this is sexual harassment. Could the Chimboti, by example, give us a B, a just like, <laughs> give us a scenario <laughs> okay. uh, that that is sexual harassment? Okay. Uh, for, for example, uh, you write your story, right? You're a journalist. You get in the newsroom. Um, you've got your story, and it's a good story, actually. And then you send it to the editor, right? You send it to the news editor, and then the news editor pipes that story for the first time. Then you're like, okay, fine, that's okay. And then you do you you do uh, a, a second story. The editor then spikes the second story again, and then you approach the editor, editor that I've been writing these good stories, which are also coming out in other publications. Why are you not publishing or putting out my story? And then the editor will probably say, uh, well, why? That is an indication of sexual harassment. Why do you want to have drinks with me when I'm talking to you about my work? That is sexual harassment. Why do you want to have drinks with me? So, those are the kind of scenarios where, you know, they lead to, 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 to someone being then sexually harassed because it starts with that drink. You know, say you, you, you go for that drink, the next thing will be, uh, let me take you home. Whilst you're in the car, the person will probably want to be all touchy, you know, and stuff like that. It, it then becomes a cycle, you know. So for us, we then train someone to say, you know what, when it comes to issues like this, if you see that your story is being stacked and stuff like that, and you know that it's a good story, approach A, B, C, and D, go to the HR, do A, B, C, and D, and then your story will be heard. So so, so I think uh, those are some of the issues that, uh, scenarios that we've faced in the media houses in regards to sexual harassment. Absolutely. And I mean, just for completeness, contrasted with the situation where your entire, if you all do, maybe the whole team is taken out for lunch or drink and it's not just you, uh, then you can right. obviously then see good. So a discerning nature is also necessary, if I get you right. Yeah, that's very true. You know, because for, for us, you know, training and awareness, uh, if I may just add, Wendy, you know, it provides, it, it provides training for managers and supervisors to develop their skill and sensitivity to deal with uh, complainants effectively. You know, sometimes people turn to report their cases and they are brushed off because uh, the, 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 the management is not sensitive to these issues. So for us, it's, it's a matter of opening the eyes of both the employees and the management. To say, you know what, if this happens, don't just brush off uh, uh, a case or, or, or something that has been brought up by by an employee, try to be sensitive, try to listen, try to get all the facts, right, so that we create a safe environment for everyone in that workplace. So there is need for people to be sensitive to this issue, if I may put it that way. If you are the only one who's being asked to come for for drinks after work, you, you need to be sensitive. You know, if, if the case is brought to the management to say, why is it you are the only one who's being asked and your stories are being spiked? Well, if everyone is being asked to go after work, then that is not a problem. Probably your stories are not good. But if you are being singled out and told to come alone for the drink because you have raised an issue that your stories are not being uh, put in the paper, it becomes uh, a problem. 
Very important. Uh, thanks, Kuzi, for going there. Uh, we needed to really hear that. And uh, 0719 as we unpack sexual harassment. Now, Kuzi, we also spoke about the mechanisms or maybe system karipo where, you know, someone is beholden, engaged uh, internship or whatever, uh, as you mentioned, that then leads them to be vulnerable or found wanting. What do you think can be done about the system and the manner in which... Uh, uh, trainees are inducted as well as training is done uh, to get from one level to the other in the newsroom? Okay, that, that, that is a very important question, Rundi. And uh, I think to start off with, everything needs to be written down. Everything needs to be put in black and white. There needs to be a policy that gives guidance as to how people are recruited in an organization. To say, if you're going to recruit uh, interns, they, they're supposed to be a structure in which how you do it. If they are coming in, are you taking them through induction? Are you taking them through, um, uh, you know, the, the all, all the procedures that needs to be done in that organization? Do you have uh, documents, policies that they need to know about before they start working? So for for GMC, this has been always been our drive to say, let us have sexual harassment policies, let us have gender policies. That will guide on how people are recruited within media organizations. Because if someone is to sign a contract which states that if I am found wanting in a case where I have sexually harassed someone, then I will be dismissed. It then makes that person very, very much aware of what, you know, of what is before them because it has been put on paper. But if you just recruit someone and say, okay, so you're just going to start sign this contract, uh, we'll see you tomorrow to work, they don't know what the, you know, what, what how the organization runs, what they're supposed to do to ensure that they be safe. They don't know that. So they are uh, liable to just do anything, you know, and in the end, that's where we see these cases increasing or we see a lot of women. If, if, I, may, if I may just point this out from the... We have so many young uh, ladies who do not go in the media rooms, which if you go to the university, you see that majority of the female students uh, who are doing media studies or are doing any program related to, to media, we've got majority of them being female. But then when you go into the newsroom, you see very little um, uh, uh, females who are in, in the newsroom because at this moment, they regard it as being not as self for them to work. So putting up those processes, those policies, will then guide, you know, everyone who then comes within that organization to say, you know what, A, B, C, and D is not allowed. If I do A, B, C, and D, I'll be dismissed. If I do A, B, C, and D, I'll go for hearing, which is not good for their career, which is not good for their uh, for their career, uh, for their history uh, in, in that workplace. So for us, number one priority is to have those written company policies that explicitly prohibit harassment in the workplace, that specifies with examples what constitutes sexual harassment and that identifies clear grievance procedures, how one is supposed to report, how is one supposed to, uh, 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 you know, be, be part of the whole process of, of the investigation of the cases. So the, 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 for, for us, you know, it, it all goes down to the issue of us having policies 
internal mechanisms that take employees on issues to do with the harassment. So, so true. Uh, policies are everything, as you rightfully say. Sakavaka, please make sure. Well, your workplace might not be a newsroom, might not be um, the media sector, but sexual harassment is happening in workplaces everywhere. Do you have a policy that speaks to sexual harassment, as Kudzi is suggesting? Have you trained your managers? Have you trained your employees on some of these situations and how to steer clear of them? Uh, very important, I think. 0719 that's the number that you can use to get in touch with us as we have this very important conversation. Now, Kudzi, this is an interactive discussion and there's a couple of messages that have already started to come in uh, from okay. our listeners. So I'm just going to cherry pick a couple uh, okay. and, and hear from you on, on on some of the things that are being mentioned here. Okay, so this one is coming from 490. I don't see a name, but they say, Hi, Rumbi, on the issue, uh, this is from Mr. Nyanzira. Nyanzira, uh, good evening. You say, on the issue of sexual harassment, I tend to disagree on the issue Kudzi mentioned about training. A workplace is a place um, for adults, not minors. So no one claims not to know what sexual harassment is. Uh, The perpetrators are the big bosses who have been in workplaces for years and they cannot claim to not know uh, what it is because they've met women, used, uh, used them, and use sexual favors to get things at work. The bosses think every woman is like that. In order to stop this, there must be uh, a universal punishment across all industries, a very stiff punishment, even jail terms. Um, so coming on this one, this listener says, Training day, this is offensive. You can't say Zunjakadaro uh, to someone at work, for example. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on that? And then this, uh, uh, this, I, well, this, in, this statement and insinuation that there may have been uh, sort of exchanges and sexual favors, or you know, uh, this for that in the past, or maybe certain women uh, or certain men are doing that to get ahead, and they think, oh, you know, uh, uh, then I suppose if uh, one person wanted it, when it's unwanted, it's really not a problem. So, talk to us about that. Yeah, uh, I, I totally agree with, with with this comment. You know, to say most of the people who are doing it, they know what sexual harassment is, right? But now, the question really that I have is, does the person who is being uh, harassed know that they are being harassed? Right? And why do we say we need trainings within organizations? It's easy for them, for us, to put someone on trial after we have notified them of what they are not supposed to do. Right? So if we get in an organization, we train them on what sexual harassment is, how sexual harassment is supposed to to be dealt with within organizations. If then someone then goes on to commit that uh, uh, that crime, if I may put that way, it then becomes easy for us to to dismiss that person because we have had trainings on that. Some people would then say, uh, but then I, I didn't know that I was arresting this person. You know, if that is the case that they will try to bring. But then the question will be, but didn't we train you? Didn't we tell you these scenarios A, B, C, and D? A sexual harassment. If someone says this to you, if someone does A, B, C, and D, uh, it shows that they don't want this. Didn't we train you on this? If they say yes, you train me, then we'll ask them, okay, fine. If we trained you, then why did you do this? It then becomes easy for us to say, you know what? Okay, you can be dismissed because you knew what you were doing was wrong 
but then you just kept on doing it. So for me, it's not only for the for for, for those guys who are saying at the perpetrators, but it, it is also for the employees, right? To know how to report, how to react, uh, how to respond to sexual harassment cases. You understand? But many people don't know that you're supposed to record, as I've indicated in the three eyes, right? Uh, where you're supposed to we are supposed to uh, record, respond, and 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 record the, this thing. It is it, very important for someone to have this information on 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 them, so that when it happens to them, they can quickly rush to to the HR and say, you know what, this has happened to me. So for me, it's not a matter of just dismissing someone, but it's also giving someone knowledge on how to respond to sexual harassment. So that's how I would respond to. Uh, great, Kuti. And of course, the, the aspect around the uh, punishment or the consequences for sexual harassment, obviously there's the dismissal from employment, um, but you know there are also uh, more sterner uh, and deterrent measures that can be put across where even criminal charges can be laid. Uh, I think that's also important for that listener who came in. And then this one uh, says, um, human rights and sexual harassment should be a subject taught at our learning institutions to power, to empower would-be victims. And it should be mandatory for all companies to subject uh, their employees to sexual harassment and preventive measures to the registrar of companies. Uh, those who fail to comply with this regulation should be deregistered and heavily fined. And whenever someone is sexually harassed at work, he or she must sue both the perpetrator and the employer, uh, and claim damages. Above all, we don't have a dress code in Zimbabwe. Then he also goes on to say the ZBC sexual harassment issue affected some of us as parents of the girl child. Um, let me also bunch it together with this one, because I see we're running out of time. Mija okay. says, uh, even comment Yaguti Sisi Nasmaka Chena could be sexual harassment. Uh, and then this one says, it seems like women are the only victims. You are forgetting Gutivakadzi somehow. They're the first to offer or to act once they get what they want. Vaguti Mavara Azara Shena to Isusu Varume and Ziguti Weakness Here or Meno Chi Anzi Tlinget Shidaguita Seiko for every woman. So uh, some of those messages coming in. In there, so your comments are, are there around the uh, proposal or the recommendation to have every company submit uh, sexual harassment and preventive measures, measures to the registrar of companies, so to file with their company documents, um, and the idea that you should be able to claim from the perpetrator employer uh, and sue and claim damages. Indeed, indeed, Rondi, that is very, very true, and you know, it's, 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 it's something that as DMC again, we are. We are trying to, to to push, but again, you, you need to understand that this calls for all stakeholders to, to to come in and work together for us to to, to put these measures in place. You know, because uh, sexual harassment is not only affecting uh, people in the media industry; it's, it's it's affecting every department, you know, every sector in Zimbabwe. So it it calls for all stakeholders to agree and to come together and say, you know what, we need to create a safe environment for our employees. And in order for us to do that, we need to create policies, we need to create structures 
We need to get mechanisms that will protect our employees. And yes, I do agree with that um, with that comment to say, you know what, it's something that really needs to be written down and put to the register of companies to say, you know what, this is what every organization that is registering needs to follow. And uh, one interesting thing that I think I picked from uh, what uh, the, the listener said is to do with the training uh, students on sexual harassment, how to deal with sexual harassment in institutions, which is very true. Again, as GMC, we, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are in the process of developing um, a manual that will, that, that will also share with uh, institutions and colleges to say, you know what, this is how you're supposed to react, respond when you are faced with a sexual harassment so, indeed, it is very true for us to educate, give knowledge to students before they even get into, you know, uh, in, into into the mainstream to, 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 to prepare them to know of what happened. But again, we, we're, not some, we're not even supposed to, 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 to go that far, you know, to say, ah, no, we, we want to arrest people and stuff like that. It, it, it's just supposed to be a safe environment, you know, and people are supposed to respect each other. And this happens when we have things written down. And I'll always say that policies will help us have a good and safe working environment. Even in the Bible, Zekunyora Zinupasi Zirimokudzi says, write down the vision and make it plain. So in the same way, I think employers sexual harassment policies and make them plain. What about um, the issue of comments, um, compliments in the workplace? You're looking nice uh, for fear of sexual harassment. No, no. We're not saying you're not supposed to call it, but it's the way you do it, right? Because, mind you, it's, it's, it's the issue to do with, and do I feel comfortable with what you have said? Rumbi, if you are if you are looking good and I say, oh, and then I just go on my way, there's nothing wrong, which is good. It's a compliment. But then it becomes worrying, and then I come back and I'm like, mm, yeah, Rumbi. You know, it then becomes someone not comfortable, right? We're not saying don't compliment someone. We're not saying don't say nice things to people. But we're saying don't get to that stage where you make them feel uncomfortable. Right? People should be comfortable with how you treat them at work, in, in the workplace. So, if I'm going to say, then we live like that. So, let's do it, but let us know where to I love that. And I think respect is the critical word there. And maybe words are another R. Uh, you know, report, record, uh, respond, report, record, and respect. Uh, exactly. Yeah, just respect exactly. the, the next person. Chat, chat, and you will have no problems. Because we fast run out of time. But in closing, as Gender Media Connect, what are your recommendations or what would your parting shot be uh, as we uh, shut it down? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you know, for us, GMC, we, we, we are always pushing for gender policy, for sexual harassment policies. This is what will keep people safe and make people comfortable in their environment that they are working in. So for us, it's pushing organizations to have those policies written down, to have those issues put in black and white. Because, you know, actually, at the end of the day, you are losing 
good uh, employees, people who can actually bring, you know, um, uh, productivity in your organization because they are not safe. They don't feel safe. They don't feel free in that environment that they are working in. So for us, it's saying, you know what, let's work together and create these gender policies, these sexual harassment policies that will protect our employees. And as GMP, we are available to help anyone who wants to, uh, you know, uh, produce or create a sexual harassment policy or a gender policy. We are there. That, that is what we do best. We, we are there to, to, to create that safe environment for all employees in the media. Or even if, if you're not in the media sector and you feel like you, are, you need help in, in creating uh, a sexual harassment policy or a gender policy, you're free to contact us and we'll be able to help you. Fantastic stuff. Now, there's this one. I think it's an important one. That I, I hope you can answer it as quickly as you can. Uh, this listener says, if the CEO of a company sexually harasses a lowly intern, who does she report him to? Right. That's why we said we need to come up with mechanisms. If we have internal mechanisms, there will be structures in how you report cases. Right? So the, the, the policy will then guide you to say, if you have a case, will you go to the HR or you go to a person who has been dedicated to deal with those sexual harassment cases. So that's why we are very much pushing for those policies because they entail what one is supposed to do when they are faced with such a case. So even if a CEO harasses you, there is always a procedure that you're supposed to take to report that case. So that is why, again, I'll say that we need gender policies, we need sexual harassment policies, that will guide us on how we deal with this case. Kudzi, thanks so much for coming in and for sharing so many insights on this issue uh, and, of course, for making Agenda Media Connect's position around sexual harassment and the help that you can offer very clear. Uh, Kudzi, thanks so much for your time this evening uh, and we look forward to engaging with you in the future. Thank you very much, Julie. It was a pleasure. Good night. Many thanks to Kudzi there, our guest this evening, Wachimbuti Jekesera Naudze, sexual harassment. Now, there's another message that's come in, and it says these kind of policies that punish the employer will result in having same-sex organi- or in having same-sex organizations. Let's first address issue addressing, then teach these women how to act in front of men whilst at work. Mm, okay, uh, what about the men? Uh, can't you control yourself as a man at work? Uh, and I would retort and come right back at you 300 with that. Uh, and if you know what you've gone to work for, why would you disrespect another person? If it's a compliment, let it just be a compliment. The time is 7 o'clock. It's time for the news.